0: Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Balan in one of the Sunday morning services. So we are still continuing with our sermon series on the doctrine of giving. So first week we talked about the blessings, the wealth that God has given to us it doesn't really belong to us we are not the owners of the wealth we are just only the stewards of the wealth that god has given to us second week we talked about a god we saw a god who is a giver and god wants us to be giving because we follow our god who is a giver we also give to god third week we said we talked about unlocking the hidden treasures treasures are there but that God may open our eyes to unlock those treasures so that we can experience financial blessings in our family fourth week we saw the reason why God has blessed us the same way God blessed Abraham God also blessed you and me today so that we can be a blessing to somebody fifth week we talked about the law of tithing so in the old testament and new testament context how tithing operates and in what relevance tithing has today, we talked about that. Last week, we talked about the principle of sowing. We said, sowing is a very sorrowful time, it's a very tough time. What we sow is what we reap and we decide the amount of expectation and accordingly we decide the size that we used to sow. Sowing your seed on the good soil is very important. Then only it will grow and it will yield and it will multiply. And when we sow, the next day we are not going to get the benefit. There is a waiting time and God wants us to wait until the harvest happens. And we sow, but only God can give the increase. So we give to God and we expect God. We expect God to open the windows of heaven so that there will be blessing. And we also talked about sowing even in the time which is not really you know, good for us to sow. Even in that worst time God expects us to sow. And finally we said reaping is a time of joy. And today we are going to talk about the five offerings of the children of Israel. Five offerings of Leviticus. Now you may have a question in what context we are you know, uh, discussing over here. How the Levitical offering is going to be relevant to the New Testament scenario. And that's what we are trying to understand. Five offerings of the Leviticus. The reason we say five offerings of the Leviticus if you can turn with me to the book of Leviticus it's very interesting there, the way the offerings are laid down there. Each offering is in each chapter. In fact, as we see here, the, this, the, 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 the first offering, the burnt offering, we read, that about, we read about that in Leviticus chapter 1. Leviticus chapter 2 is about grain offering. Chapter 3 is about peace offering. Chapter 4 is about sin offering. And chapter 5 is about trespass offering. Let's get used to these words, these terms. Can you just repeat after me? Burnt offering. Grain offering. Peace offering. Sin offering. Trespass offering. So these are the five different offerings the book of Leviticus talks about. And if you go to chapter 6 and 7, what lay down is there? there is the law Of the above offerings chapter 6 and 7 they talk about the law of the above offerings how in what fashion these offerings and when these offerings need to be given to God so Leviticus chapter 1 through 7 we find five different offerings we call them as the offerings of the children of Israel or the offerings of Leviticus you know at times as I said we think why and how these offerings are relevant to us god spoke to moses and god asked moses to establish these offerings for the children of israel who really cares about all the sacrifices Old testament is talking about or what can we learn today from learning by learning these offerings the reason we brought because they are also offerings, they are called sacrifices and offerings and we are talking about offerings too, tithes and offerings. You know at times we lose the context if we do not properly understand the Old Testament way of giving. You know in the Old Testament, why they brought the offerings to God, that's a question. Why they had to bring offering to God? So these offerings are going to, when we study these offerings, we are going to find the answer. Same way in the New Testament context, why do we give to God? Why should we give to God at all? You know, there are questions at times. Anyway, God doesn't need your money. God is not you know, depending on our money. Because He has the wealth with Him. Then why should we give? And when we give to God... Can I change God by my giving or change takes place within me when I give to God? So what change takes place in God and what takes place within me when I give to God? You know these are some of the questions that we may have as we open up this topic this morning. But I pray that God may open our eyes to see what are these offerings and what we can learn today from studying these offerings. In what way these offerings are relevant as we deal with the New Testament giving of our tithes and offerings. That's what we are trying to understand. You know in the Old Testament offerings were a portion of the result of the work, hard work they did. That is same even today. Where do we get these offerings from? It's all from the result of the hard work that we put. I know some of you work one shift and you continue the second shift and even you are asked to continue the third shift when there is a snowstorm. Right? And you are stuck forever. We work hard. And an offering comes really from the result of the hard work that we do. And that's even same today and in the Old Testament the offerings were always brought into the presence of God listen to this in the Old Testament they bring the offerings in the Old Testament the kind of offerings most of the time they are cattle. they bring all the offerings the grains all the offerings are brought into the presence of God to the tabernacle you know the altar where the sacrifice was made the same way we bring the offerings to the presence of God. Right? Even though it doesn't matter, even if you give offerings by your internet or your text to offer, or whichever we use, we bring the offerings to the presence of God as we walk into the presence of God. And in the Old Testament, the offerings were given for a purpose. As we read, sin offering, trespass offering, peace offering, burnt offering, and all these offerings were given for a reason. And today, even we give offerings for a reason. We give to God for a reason. And in the Old Testament, Scripture says, every time when there was a sacrifice, the offerings were accepted by God as a sweet aroma. I had difficulty in understanding this. When they sacrifice animals, the smell, the burnt smell of the animals, they were just ascending. And God says, that's a sweet savor, that's a sweet aroma that I smell, and I am pleased in that. We need to understand in the New Testament context, when we give to God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our ability and strength, when we give to God, and that God experienced that offering as a sweet aroma. In the Old Testament, offerings were needed to make, right relationship with God when they bring sin offerings that means the family has committed certain sins and they bring the offering and sacrifice the animal in order to have right relationship with God and that's even true today. Through our offerings, you know, how many times you pray when we give, give, give offering to God. Lord, cleanse me, Lord. Wash me, Lord. I'm about to just give this tithe, Lord. I'm about to sow this seed, Lord, in your kingdom. I'm about to, Lord, give a special offering. I'm just about to give this offering, Lord God. Cleanse me. We want to give to God once we have right relationship with God. So there are many different reasons why they gave in the Old Testament and how they are relevant today even in the New Testament context let's talk about what is the purpose of the five offering this is very very important what are the purposes of the five offerings as I said number one they give an opportunity to make my relationship right with God anybody who is bringing an animal into the temple of God to the tabernacle they come and bring the animal with them and they stand before the priest and the high priest is going to examine the animal and make sure that the animal is not having any blemish in his and then he is also going to talk to these people, those who brought the offerings. So, by doing, by bringing the offerings, they can ensure they have a right relationship with God. In the Old Testament, we are talking about what is the purpose of these five offerings. In the Old Testament, when they brought the offerings, these offerings were a type of Jesus Christ. And when they came, brought these offerings and sacrificed these offerings at the altar, that resembles the sacrifice that was made at the cross. In the Old Testament, those animals were brought as an offering, but in the New Testament, God offered His only begotten Son as an offering. Those animals were sacrificed at the altar and Jesus Christ was crucified at the cross. So it is very relevant, very important to study about the Old Testament offerings. They also serve as a pattern to approach God. Anybody who lost in sin, anybody who's going through the guilt of sin in their lives, they bring the burnt offering into the presence of God and when they give the offering, they escape, they look forward to an escape from the guilt they handle in their lives. So they set a pattern to approach God. Even in the New Testament, when we bring our tithes to God, when we bring our offerings to God, you know, it sets a pattern within our lives. When we take the tithe, you know, as a first hand, when we receive the, you know, our, our, our salary, our income, that tells God, Lord, I give priority to you. My first priority is to you so that pattern that forms a pattern on your approach with God in the Old Testament sacrifices were made every time every year but in the New Testament the ultimate sacrifice was done only at the at one only once at the cross so let's quickly go through all these five offerings and before we do that I don't have time to read all the seven chapters of Leviticus but we read one chapter so th- Almost all the first five chapters are going to be same pattern, same structure, just structured in the same way. So we are going to read from Leviticus chapter 1. And this morning, even though we talked about offerings, it's a kind of study too. So just follow me very closely. Leviticus chapter 1. Now the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Now it is God... Lord God, commanding Moses to establish these offerings, was to speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock, of the herd, and of the flock. If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. So first chapter talks about the burnt offering when someone brings a burnt offering so it looks like it's a free will offering it's not that everybody has to give this offering it's a free will offering verse 4 then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him he shall kill the bull before the lord and the priest Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting verse 6 and he shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into its pieces the sons of Aaron, the priest shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire then the priest Aaron's sons shall lay the parts the head and the fat in order On the wood that is on the fire upon the altar, but he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water. And the priest shall burn all the altar on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. If his offering is of the flocks, of the sheep, or of the goats, as a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring a male without blemish. Verse 11, he shall kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And the priest, Aaron's son, shall sprinkle its blood all around on the altar. Verse 12, and he shall cut it into its pieces with its head and its, with its fat. And the priest shall lay them in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash the entrails and the legs in the water. Then the priest shall bring it all and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Verse 14 And if the burnt offering of his offering to the Lord is of birds, then he shall bring of his offerings, offering of turtle doves or young pigeons. The priest shall bring it to the altar ring off its head and burn it on the altar its blood shall be drained out at the side of the altar and he shall remove its crop with its feathers and cast it beside the altar on the east side into the place for ashes then he shall split it and its wings but shall not divide it completely and the priest shall burn it on the altar on the wood that is on the fire, it is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. We read about only one offering, the burnt offering. You know, thank God we don't need to do all these things today. How difficult, how tedious the procedure was in the Old Testament. Even to, you know, to, to offer three different kinds of animals and one bird, the procedure is different. So we are talking about from Leviticus chapter 1. We're talking about the burnt offering. You know, the first offering mentioned there were in the Word of God. Do you remember where the burnt offering first? At least by looking at the chapter? Abel. Genesis chapter 8. Any guess? Good. Noah. Noah, when he came out of the ark, he was asked to sacrifice so that was the first burnt offering mentioned ever in the word of god so this is the only one offering out of the five that need to be totally consumed at the altar nobody can eat this offering this sacrifice and this is the most common offering or sacrifice throughout the book of through the bible there are 197 times this offering is mentioned in the word of god so as we saw it is a free will voluntary offering which was accepted by the Lord as a sweet savour. now this offering as you saw in the first picture they bind the animals they cannot move their legs are bound their hands are bound everything is bound and they bring the animal and lay the animal at the altar and sacrifice that shows complete surrender complete surrender now it also refers it also tells us that anybody who comes into the presence of God God is willing to accept them. God is willing to accept them. Totally that offering is consumed at the altar. God is not there to reject anybody. God is there to accept everybody. That's a burnt offering. Number two offering is a grain offering. We read that in Leviticus chapter 2. So this is the only one offering where we don't see bloodshed because it is grain they bring a portion of the grain the prime of the grain they bring and they bring that to the temple of god and they make there's so many procedure you know you're all good cook and even the old testament people they were good cook they need to make a lot of you know they need to bake cakes and they need to do a lot of things before they offer it keep that at the altar before the fire comes down and consumes and you know what the most of the time when the sacrifice happens fire comes from above it's not that you know they burned. fire comes from above and consumes so it is just the work of god they were seeing every time they bring the sacrifice and at times god rejects the sacrifice and most of the time god we see god accepting those sacrifices and this is offering grain offering which is made out of fine flour and oil and no animal flesh is involved. Again, this is a voluntary free will offering and when it is offered, God accepts this offering as a sweet aroma. And they produce, they bring the produce from the land as a result or an act of thanksgiving. That's what you see, even today, thanksgiving, they bring all the producers and, you know, pile them up in the temple of God. It's a grain offering. First offering we talked about is the burnt offering. Second offering is the grain offering. Let's move further. The third offering, Leviticus chapter three, it's a peace offering. Now, unlike the other offerings, here the peace offering is an, again an optional offering. It is given in addition to the burnt offering. People who are coming to you know give a burnt offering, they will also make a peace offering. It's an option attached to the burnt offerings. Now peace offering, at the end of the peace offering, they have a potluck, right? They have a meal together and the person who brought this offering and the priest there and all his friends, they are going to have this meal together. So probably each family along with their friends, they come together and they make the sacrifice and they need to eat the sacrifice because it's a peace offering and the scripture says they need to eat this peace offerings within one or two days we are not getting too much detail into it one or two days the offering need to be completely eaten and this is again a voluntary offering that's accepted by the lord as a sweet aroma now when we say when we they give peace offering It is literally they expect peace between man and God. Peace between fellow brethren. So peace offering is very important to set right the relationship, the broken relationship in the temple of God as well as in the family. They come together to give peace offering to the Lord. Number four offering is the sin offering, Leviticus chapter 4. This offering is a slightly different offering from the rest of the offerings. This is a must offering every family because I'm sure they would have done some sin they need to do a sacrifice for their sins and this offering is not accepted as a sweet aroma of the law by the Lord the reason is it is made for their sins it is made for their sins this sacrifice was perfectly made for their sins and God is not going to just accept this offering as a sweet aroma even though their sins were forgiven temporarily now the better word term to use here is a purification offering because their lives need to be purified by forgiving their sins and also the temple of God need to be purified because the temple of God would have been defiled by so many people walking into the place of God so many cattle coming into the temple of God the temple of God is totally defiled now they offer the sin offering so that there will be purification taking place in their families and in the temple of God And this offering is very important because sin offering ensures they have a continuing relationship with the Lord God it's same as today if we don't ask God for forgiveness of our sins we slowly lose our relationship with Lord God so here this offering is God is dealing with the sinner and this problem of sin so here they are asked to pay for their sin you know that's the difference In the Old Testament, they were asked to pay for their sins. They need to bring, you know, a fat animal from their head. They need to bring that to the presence of God to pay for their sins. And as a New Testament believer, you and I, we don't need to pay for our sins. Because our sins are forgiven at the cross. The gift of salvation is completely free. Nobody need to pay anything for receiving the salvation. The number 5 offering. Is a trespass offering, or a guilt offering. This is again another offering God is not accepting. God is not going to smell this offering, because there is nothing good in this. You know, here basically, the sin which are done in their lives, sin which are done against the kingdom of God, the government of God, you know, many times they would have committed knowingly so many sins in their lives. They may be going through the guilt of their sins and now God is asking them not to give a burnt offering not to give a sin offering but God is asking them to give a trespass offering. It is looking beyond sin you know today that happens even to us when we sin at times later on the guilt of sin still remains resides in our hearts. And for that reason, in the Old Testament, God was asking them to give a trespass offering. It is a continual ensuring of the you know the the freedom that they experience from the guilt that sin brought in their lives. So we just briefly talked about all five different offerings that the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, children of Israel were asked to bring to the temple of God. Now let's talk about the significance of this offering. I think this is what is important. Significance of these offerings. The burnt offering. Burnt offering tells us, God is willing, God is well pleased to accept anybody who comes into his presence willingly to surrender their life to God. You know, that's the kind of God that we serve. That's the reason it is, for us at times it is difficult. Somebody who is living in the depth of sin, somebody who is probably, who is against Christianity, when he comes to know Lord God, when he accepts Lord Jesus, and when he completely surrenders his life or her life to Lord Jesus, he accepts. He accepts. Burnt offering, and nobody can eat this offering, it's completely burnt. That also tells us when we bring this offering into the presence of God, we completely commit our lives to the will of God. I just want you to understand the significance, the parallel between the Old Testament offering and the New Testament offering. And you know, at times, even I do that, I do, I give offerings, all of us. We give offering without knowing what we give. But all of our offerings that we give, it has a relevance if you go back to the Old Testament. The burnt offering. God is saying that if you accept me and if you completely commit your ways to me, I am willing to accept you. That's a burnt offering. Number two offering is a grain offering. As we know, Lord you have forgiven my sins I am thankful to you I am thankful to you now, I want you to try this when you bring offering to the Lord God just bring any one of these offerings and tell him Lord this is a sign that I am committing myself to you completely Lord this is a thanksgiving offering for what you have done in my life grain offering is a thanksgiving offering peace offering Peace offering, at the end of the peace offering, they all have meal together. Peace with God and peace with man. You know, at times when we deal with people, you know, we rub with people in a very bad way at times. At the end of the week, when we come to the temple of God, presence of God, let's bring that offering and tell, Lord, I'm just in peace with you, Lord. I'm in peace with that somebody I had a tough week with. Peace offering. Sin offering, number four offering, sin offering. Sin offering tells that when we make the sin offering, God gives us power, strength to overcome the power of sin in our lives. And sin offering is very, very important for a Jew because he has to maintain his salvation. He has to maintain his relationship with God, Lord God. And today's sin offering is very important, very, very important for you and me to maintain that relationship from the offering in the new testament the sacrifice part is removed but what we do is only the offering we give to God we give to God we don't give to God asking God to forgive my sins Lord if you forgive my sins I will give you hundred dollars offering no we are not doing it we are not doing that way we are coming into the presence of God with all our offerings and we say, Lord give me strength to overcome the power of sin in my life number five offering is the trespass offering As he said, we realize the guilt of sin in our lives. You know, at times the sin is forgiven, but we are struggling hard to forget those things happen in our lives. Some of us, if you turn back our lives, if you turn back our lives, those lives which were affected by our doings, those families got hurt because of what we did. Sometimes those things come into the surface. God is asking, You need to bring a trespass offering. You need to bring a trespass offering because that offering will help you to remove the guilt from your life. Children of Israel were asked to do that. Now, all these offerings were bundled up as a sacrifice. When Jesus died at the cross, all these offerings were ultimately given to God. Now when you depend, believe the work that Jesus did at the cross. We get all the benefits, all the fire offerings, what they can bring. The benefit is drawn from the cross today into our lives. We don't need to do any animal sacrifice today. Now this is very important. How do we tie what we learned, put them together and bring it to the context of what is going on today in our lives. So let's have the slide. I think this is important. You know, now, when a guilty sinner comes to God, let's have the slide, full slide. When a guilty sinner comes to the presence of God, seeking for salvation, you know, he thinks all the wrong thing that he has done in his life. And the question that comes in his mind and in his soul is this. How can God forgive my sins? I'm talking about today. Not in the Old Testament. Today. When a sinner comes into the presence of God. When we preach and teach him that Jesus Christ is able to forgive your sin. The what comes in his mind. How can God forgive my sins? And receive me as his child. How can I have peace with God today? When I am conscious, still conscious of my own trespasses, my own violation of the law that becomes a guilt in my life. How it is possible? And he comes and he gives his life to God. All the offerings are involved there. Sin offering, the burnt offering, the peace offering the trespass offering when everything happens when he receives the salvation when he is baptized now he and his family are saved they are doing good in the lord and every time when he comes to the church he comes with the thanksgiving offering it refers to the grain offering in the old testament in today's context all those five offerings are very well imported but we cannot do anything we cannot bring an animal today we cannot do any work we need to depend on the work that jesus Did at the cross. By bringing offering to the presence of God, it's not going to save us. We do it out of love on God. I'll come to that later. But by doing all this, what we go through in our lives, we exactly do, we exactly depend on Christ Jesus. Looking unto Him, the sin offering that was made at the cross, the burnt offering that was made at the cross, the peace offering that was made at the cross, the trespass offering that was made at the cross and by looking at all these things because blood and flesh is involved in all these four offerings and we bring our grains, we bring our work, hand, work of our hands into the presence of God as a grain offering and we give thanks to God for all that He has done. You know that's how we can understand in the New Testament context let's also compare the offerings with the work that Jesus performed at the cross. Christ's work at the cross And the five offerings, if we put them together, this is what we understand. Christ's death replaces the act of performing the levitical sacrifices that we talked about. When Jesus died at the cross, Jesus declared that you don't need to do these sacrifices anymore because I am the unblemished Lamb of God without any spot, without any wrinkle i am giving my life at the cross completely as a sacrifice for you you don't need to perform these levitical sacrifices but the sacrifice at the cross did not absolve us from did not free us from the responsibilities of feeling guilty for our sins can we cannot say that christ did died at the cross so i don't really worry about my sin we cannot say that We still feel guilty for our sins, trespass offering. We still completely surrender to God at times. We fall down, we kneel down, we make sure our forehead hits the ground and we completely surrender. We may not do it in public, but we may do it in your prayer room and tell God, Lord, I surrender burnt offering. And tell God, Lord, I want to come in peace with you. I don't have peace of mind, Lord. I feel that the relationship is lost somewhere. Lord, I want peace, Lord. Peace offering. And we receive strength. We pray for a few minutes, and we receive the strength of God. That's a sin offering. God gives us strength to overcome. Overcome the work of the flesh. Overcome the work of the enemy. Sin offering. And continually we give thanks to God. As we read, as Paul says, In everything, we give thanks to God for the grace, for the mercy, for the work of God that Jesus performed. Grain offering. All the Old Testament Levitical offerings, they have a parallel in the New Testament, but they were all done at the cross. They were all done at the cross. Finally, when we bring these offerings, what change takes place in our lives? who's changed by these offerings or sacrifices that's what we are going to talk about the sacrifices at times can be considered at propitiatory sacrifices can be considered as propitiatory that means gaining somebody's favor There are two views when we give offering to God. Some people give offering to God thinking that they can gain favor from God. Regaining somebody's favor. They think that if I bring offerings to God, God is probably going to change his mind. That's not scriptural. That's a pagan way of thinking. You know that's the reason in the the earlier days and even today some in the remote parts of the globe they sacrifice animals to God. Some God. Thinking that they can change the mind of God. They sacrifice children to God thinking that they can change the mind of God. They sacrifice virgins to God thinking that they can change the mind of God. That's not the right way. Propitiatory thinking is not the right way. But instead God wants us to think in an expiatory way. Expiatory way says the sacrifices do not change God but it changes our lives. That's a biblical view of giving to God. You know, every time when we give to God we need to remember probably you know what I don't, see, I don't, I don't experience financial blessings in my life. God has not blessed me because I have not given to God. No, that's not right. If God can bless me by my giving, how much I need to give? The little money that I give is not going to change God to bless me or not bless me. That's the reason today you have question, we have question. He doesn't come to church. He doesn't give tithe. He doesn't give offerings. He's still blessed. How come? God is not going to change His mind. But when we bring offerings to God, God is going to change our lives. God is going to change our lives. Even in the Old Testament, when people came to the temple of God with all these animals and sacrifices, they made the sacrifices to God. God was still the same God. But they went back, totally changed people. Their sins were forgiven. God is the same. But our offerings bring changes in our lives you know that's the reason this has to be a spiritual discipline in our lives because offering has an ability to change our lives when you give to god the amount of commitment that you make not by just that money but even by our lives that's very precious finally probably it's the final slide our giving in the old testament our giving in the new testament are totally different in the Old Testament, offerings were made as an act of total surrender as we saw, burnt offering. Offerings were made for the forgiveness of sins, sin offering. Offerings were made to guilt, remove, from our, remove, guilt, remove the guilt from our lives, trespass offering. Offerings were also made as a sign of thanksgiving to God, grain offering. And offerings were made to become in, come in peace with God, peace offering. But in the New Testament, as I said, Christ did everything at the cross. In the New Testament, we don't really need to give to God to obtain forgiveness of sins. It is already done. It is already done. That's the reason Paul writes when he writes to Romans. It's not by our works. Not by our works. Our work cannot gain salvation. It is the grace. It is the mercy of God. It is the work at the cross we cannot give to earn salvation but offering our offerings why do we need still to give to god our offering that we give we bring obviously it is going to change our lives it is an act of obedience because god says repeatedly you need to give you need to give we do it out of love we express our love to god by giving to god we give to god for building the kingdom of god on this earth if we do not give to God, how the work of God is going to happen on this earth? We give to God to support the poor and the orphans. We give to God, by doing it we tell God, Lord, this is my priority. This is my priority. Your kingdom is my priority. Your work is my priority. We come in grip with God and we tell Him, Lord, Your work is my priority, Lord. And when we give to God, we also invest In the kingdom of God. When we invest in the stock market, we get the benefit or we may lose it totally when we live on this earth. But when we invest in the kingdom of God, we are going to reap the benefit eternally, forever and ever. That's the reason scripture says, with unrighteous mammon, make friends. Make friends. So that when you go to heaven, there will be somebody to receive you into the eternal heaven. Into the eternal home. We are talking about the Old Testament offerings and their relevance in the New Testament context today. Now, I, get, I, I, I I believe that we get much more if we really deeply study those offerings of the Old Testament. And I believe this morning God has something to teach us. Let's close our eyes. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balin at hipm.org God bless you.